This is an ABC podcast. Can you be more specific? On ABC Radio Australia. Hey, Bula Binaka, Bula Binaka. Ho, ho, ho. Merry ho. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Can You Be More Pacific? We are your hosts. I'm Rock. And I'm Cav. And together we are Rock and, and Cav. Cav. Talking all things sport across the Pacific. Sure. Coming up in the next hour, the highlights and lowlights from the sporting world. Interview with KVT Silktail member. You don't want to miss out on our top five. And we look back at the year 2020. So much to get through. So little time. Let's go. Let us disembark. Can you be more specific on ABC Radio Australia and ABC Sport Digital Radio? Bullock Hey, how's it going, Good, Rock? good. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. How was, uh, how was the weekend, mate? I've Week- seen uh, you've... Uh, got up to a bit of mischief. Oh, you know, Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit. Sp- yeah, spreading the Christmas love. You know how yeah. it is. Oh, it's about, yeah. I'm back. back. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> so um, did you hear about uh, Justice Hooney? Yes. Caught out Paul Gallen. Yes, yes. Uh, I also saw that, uh, saw that fight with uh, Gallen and um, Hopper. What? Hopper Sorry Mark Hunt Mark Hunt Put some respect on his name mate <laughs> Hopper Hunt. I don't think Mark Hunt would like that <laughs> Wow but yeah. I don't think Hopper would like that <laughs> John Hopper Whitey that uh, is Yeah I saw that fight Mainly great uh, Yeah I don't know it, it, I, well, reckon, I reckon Hunt was just taking it easy He was taking it easy I, I reckon he was my, taking it my, easy my, uh, In all honesty I reckon he was Yeah, He could have done it first round That first knockout that Yeah it just looked like he didn't follow through With some of the punches he was throwing But Ah oh, well, it is what it is. They got paid, um, but yeah, I, I saw that Justice uh, called him out. Yeah, his manager called him out first, mm. and then Justice was like, "Oh damn, <laughs> no, I'm gonna put my hand up. I, can't oh, look like... I don't want to look weak in front yeah. of the... <laughs> Can't look weak now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that I reckon. Um, I reckon he should step up. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Justice said if he wants to fight the best. I've got the Australian strap at the moment. So for people who don't know that, the strap is the belt. So there's nothing else. No. <laughs> it's strap season. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah. Let's go. Oh. I reckon it's good. It's about time he, st- he stopped fighting ex-footy uh, players and that. Because after the fight, I heard him call out Rob Whitaker. Oh, that's a bit silly. Don't What's you going on because there? He'll never fight him. Rob, Two different weight classes. Rob won't go up and Gallen definitely can't go down. Yeah, hard. There's no catch weight, so... <laughs> Hooney's father and trainer said if Gallen survives one round, he'll, he'll get his respect. So that's a, that's a big call. So One round. Why? Yeah, no, I reckon, reckon, I reckon he could do it within the first round. I reckon it'd be a good match. Uh, after seeing um, Mark Hunt's fight, yeah. he can cop them, them big haymakers, them big... Uh, Paul Gallen. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Yeah, I reckon it's time they started um, making some exciting fights. If you had the chance, who would you call out? Me? Yeah. Um, Billy Dib. Same weight class. Are you serious? Same weight class. No, you're not in the same weight class. Yes, we are. No, you're not. <clears throat> I'm, I'm like... So He's what, a featherweight. Like... You're a super heavyweight. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> How dare you tell people that? 
I'm a super heavyweight, but I don't look it because I wear baggy clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. Who would you fight? Me? Yeah. The best of the best, Carl Sanderlands. <laughs> <laughs> call him out. There can only be one good uh, radio announcer. Yeah, That's it's, me. And it's Kyle. ABC for life. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'll call him out. Let's go. Kyle, yeah. you reckon? Me I think we should put it up. Yeah, bring it on, bro. <laughs> Rockin' Cavs Plays of the Week. All right, our plays for the week. We have the Rewa Ruggers. That's in uh, Fiji. That's a province in Fiji. The um, rugby team out there helped out in Lakemba. Oh, wow. Um, not not Lakemba in uh, Sydney, nah. but Lakemba in Fiji. <laughs> The different Lakemba. Uh, <laughs> the original Lakemba. The original Lakemba. Yeah, yeah. So the game was postponed and instead they opted to help out in the community. So they helped um, clean up and prepare for the cyclone and nailed shutters and roofs, transported citizens uh, to evacuation centres and all that, which is good, man. Yeah, it's That's, great. Um, it's great uh, our people helping out each other. Yeah. Positive news. So the Rewa, they're from uh, the main island. Of Fiji and like for those of you who don't know, Lakemba is like an island off the main island. So I think the the smaller islands copped it the most from the cyclone. It's good to hear um, people helping out each other. But that's how it is in the in the islands, you know. Yeah, it's all about community and community help, community yeah, outreach, which is good. Uh, yeah. So in saying that, um, just for people who want to um, donate, yeah. if you can donate responsibly, responsibly. yeah. There's a campaign about this being run by the Emergency Action Alliance. Yeah. Repeat, that's Emergency Action Alliance. Yes. Yeah. It's tempting to send clothes and important household items to family and friends. However, uh, the experience shows that this is very uh, inefficient uh, way to help. I reckon if you donate money, yeah, it'll help in a big way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and also, like, do be aware of where your... Um, Obviously, donating to there's a lot of people that will take advantage of, uh, I guess this uh, tragedy maybe yeah tragedy, um, yeah for their own personal gain. So you know, like uh, you hear it a lot in the news. So guys, if you're gonna donate, be careful, be smart, and obviously donate to the ones that are like established. I guess yeah. Yeah. For uh, for more information, please visit donateresponsibly.org. If yep. you want to check that out. That's donateresponsibly.org. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving on. on. Uh, yes, congratulations to the men's Australian cricket team who kept India to a record low of 36 runs in the first test. As Yadav goes in, Burns does get the short ball. He tugs it. It's in the air. It's six. He's got a half century and the game's over. Australia wins by eight wickets. What a way to finish. The quickest test match ever played in Adelaide. And Australia have won it in a gallop, a canter, after bowling India out for a meagre, miserable 36. They've got these runs in a flash. And what a way to finish. So the batting from the Indian squad, um, it was uh, really intense. You know, they were smashing it out. Uh, but it was unfortunate from Kohli. He... <laughs> oh, Virat Kohli. Yeah, so uh, the way he got out was what? his uh, his teammate who was uh, batting um, said to run, but then oh, told him to stop halfway. Wow! And Coley gave him the biggest dirty. I could, <laughs> just, 
I was I can just feel like I can just feel what he was saying. He's like, you, you, okay, watch after this, man. Watch oh, after this, bro. But he's he a good would... bloke. He's a top bloke. But he was like, how do you know? You've never met him. No, I saw at the end he was high fiving. You know, the guy who got him out. Yeah, he also high fived his face in the yeah. Change room. I probably didn't see that part. <laughs> Line to Rahane, and he's driving the mid off. Set oh. off for a run. He's got Carly posted. He's out. Run out. Rahane has absolutely burned his captain who set off and he's been thrown out. Oh, I feel like I was at the game. <laughs> oh, man, Maury delivers again. My gosh. Oh, man, the gift that keeps on giving. Man, I need to buy him a beer or something. Uh, he just like really inspires me, that That, that Maury. That fella, Maury. That fella, Maury. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, moving on. To NFL, Miami Dolphins defeated New England Patriots. Oh! Take that. No one likes uh, no one likes uh, New England. Hey, they're like the manly. They're like the manly of the NFL. No. Yeah. I like New England. No, you don't. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> nah, but I do. I, I used to. No. Oh, well, they defeated them 22-12. Oh, yeah. That's a bit of a thrashing, a little bit. Two are keeping the Dolphins' playoff uh, hopes alive. Wow. He led three touchdown drives. Bro, for a rookie... That's mad. It's very That's, impressive. It is very impressive. But you know what the That's thing is one, as well? What? Like um, the adversity they had to go through beforehand with his injury. And then every other rookie would be like, oh, you know, I'll, yeah, I give true. up. But then he came back bigger and stronger. That's true. And better. It was a thumb injury. It wasn't like it was... Oh, still. <laughs> I've had a thumb injury. I was out for two weeks. Oh, get over yourself. <laughs> You're not getting paid $10 million a season, all right? Stop. It was closing off, I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway. There's a beer uh, and a pie, but just put it out there. All right. But anyway, moving on. Uh, my mate, Kelly Slater. Oh, here oh, we go. Slats, as, as he's called here in the barrels of uh, Bill's Beach. But uh, <laughs> my mate, Kelly Slater, made it to the semifinals of the Pipe Masters, but lost to the ultimate winner, Italo Ferreira from Brazil. Italo Ferreira share. Congratulations. <laughs> I thought it was a Ferrari. What's his That racing? too. He's just got an expensive name. Oh, man. You can't win them all. You know, Slats called me up on the weekend. He's not your mate. He's my mate. He's bro. not your mate. Relax. I, all right. I went wakeboarding a couple of weeks ago. No I one cares. I posted up a picture of myself and tagged Kelly you Slater. You tagged him 350 times. No, 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 no. no. I tagged him. Within five minutes, he oh, messaged back. He, he was like, oh, radical, dude. <laughs> Oh, I'm so disgusted right Slater, now. Slater, Slater. They're calling me Cab Slater. <coughs> oh. Around uh, Bondi Beach. Here we go. <laughs> you can't uh, even swim, man. How do you call yourself to be a surfer? All right, whatever. But speaking of surfing, Aussie Tyler Wright won the first women's championship tour victory at Pipeline. Oh, wow. Yeah, history making because it is the first event held in the historic venue. That's a massive achievement for... Yeah, all um, the women, because it's the first time for them to, um, yeah, to massive, compete Massive there, achievement eh? for Tyler Wright and yeah. for all the women all the out women, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mad. Shout out to my mate, uh, Alan Alalatoa, on his wedding, uh, marrying the love of his life, Philo yeah. Malifa, who uh, I went to school with, and uh, congratulations to them too. Um, yeah, they just got couple. married um, just in time before lockout. Yeah, for uh, lockout, lockdown, sorry. because uh, in his socials, he was dancing the night away. <laughs> oh, he was just like dancing left, right, and center. Yeah. So for those of you who don't uh, know who Alan Alalatoa is, he's... 
plays for Brumbies. He's a hooker for Brumbies and also the Wallabies. So, yeah, he got married on the weekend. Yeah. And All congratulations awesome to player. Mr. Um, and Mrs. Alana descent. Uh, both of Samoan descent, um, them couples. So, congratulations to you too. Discussions around the Carver Bowl with Rock and Cav on ABC Radio Australia. Around the Carver Bowl, where we sit around our traditional and national drink and we talk all things sport and more to past, present and future sporting athletes, coaches and journalists. Joining us today is Sydney Roosters and Fijian Bati trainer and CEO of Kaiviti Silktails. I'm Steve Driscoll, Taki. We're off to a flying start. Very nice, very nice. (laughs) Right, Steve, um, thanks for joining us uh, here today. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, I'm um, currently the interim chief executive of the uh, Covid Silk Tales. I um, was was born in Fiji, born in uh, in Suva. Family's uh, from uh, the Nambua, Samabula area. Been here in Australia since I was four years old. And as you guys would know, I've been pretty tied up with rugby league since I've been here. Work uh, currently with the uh, with the Sydney Roosters and also help the New South Wales Origin team and the um, and uh, the Fiji national team. But my uh, long-standing uh, relationship with Fiji stretches back to the Australian Fijian Rugby League, where I got to know you fellas. And then, yeah, the last... Two or three years working with uh, Petro Divanadeva on the um, Kaiviti Silk Tales project. Yeah, that's about it. Nice, wow, very nice. nice man. But, um, what was the what was the struggles that you had to go through to um, be able to make that team? Oh, I think like um, yeah, anything in life, yeah, money's always uh, makes things harder or makes things easier. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> the lack of it at the start made things um, yeah harder when we were, uh, when we were trying to get the team. There was a uh, Pretty strict criteria around our entry into the competition, which was a minimum two hundred fifty thousand dollar bank guarantee to actually get into the competition, and then uh, all the other associated costs that come with running a footy side. Throw that in with all the other politics that surround rugby league and sport in the islands, as you guys would know about as well. But um, I think, uh, yeah, so that was five years in the making. So the struggle was real. The reality of it is now is that. We're in the Romassi Cup. We played in season 2020, but we only had uh, one game until the the pandemic uh, hit, and basically the competition was cancelled. But we um, yeah had a really strong victory. Uh, I think it was 46-14 against Windsor Wolves. But yeah, the struggle continued then after one game, and then um, basically working out what what was going to happen for the team, and it was a pretty um, uncertain period there. We had, you know, send players back home, send a couple of staff back home too. But our head coach, Wes Nagama, has uh, remained in Fiji. We kept some key staff on and we managed to redirect some unused travel funds for that year to, to help keep the game going and to help stimulate the competition in Fiji. And we've been able to do some really good stuff in terms of development. We set up uh, three training centres. We have a centre of excellence in uh, Latoka now. We have a... Um, High Performance Centre in the Coral Coast region at Singatoka Methodist School. And we also have um, another training centre underneath the FNRL's office in Suva. The next struggle is getting the team here because we're going to relocate to Sydney for next season. I think the struggles are there for all rugby league clubs at the moment in this current landscape, which is COVID-19. That's some, that's some massive achievement, that, um, achievements too. So Yeah. 
Congrats on um go- getting through all that struggle. Yeah, man. Nah, thanks, boys. No, it's um, like I said, I think you guys would know. Um, sort of being in and around you know, Fiji and rugby league traps, and that the struggles have been there. You know, to sort of get to this point since league uh, first, um, we first had representation there. I think it's um, yeah, the challenge will be to um to come to Sydney next year with twenty eight of these um local Fijians and um. You know, really try and give this Ron Massey Cup a shake, which I'm really confident we can do. Still a couple of hurdles to get over yet, just in and around travel and relocation. But, um, you know, everyone's working really hard to get us here in uh, February. How are the preparations uh, on moving the, the guys over are going? Preparations are good. So I think we've been prepping since basically the competition finished. So we're out, like I said before, we're able to redirect some funds and set up training centres. So we've had um, 90 players in a um, elite development pathway program Wes has selected the 90 best players to, to take part in this program so they've been doing weights for three days a week plus some on-field stuff and then obviously playing for their local teams so the preparation's been good we've been able to establish some really good um, standards around training and what's expected of them so they're um, the competition with it starting late only really finished a couple of weeks ago so the boys have are enjoying a bit of a well-earned break now but yeah the Break's going to be short-lived. They'll be back in um, on the 4th of January. And we've pretty much got um, four weeks in Fiji. And then we um, we get on a plane and you know, complete the next sort of block of the pre-season in Australia. And then competition starts on March 13. Has the Cyclones uh, had any effect, I guess, uh, to the team in their preparations? or? Yeah, we're pretty fortunate there that it didn't. We were obviously preparing for the worst. The guys in Fiji are sort of well rehearsed in this stuff. I think Petro and I were probably worrying <laughs> what yeah, those yeah. guys were. We we were able to um, you know, prepare as good as we can, and you know, we our centre of excellence is on Tui Street in Latoka there, which is right on the waterfront. So we basically had the gym and everything lifted up off the ground to just ensure that if there was any damage, that it would we would minimise that. But oh, it's been well documented that the the north were hit really bad um yeah. with it you know it's um it's been some pretty uh, bad destruction up in uh Vamalevu. yeah some of the images there were, were, were really sad but um you know fortunately for our operation and for the our training centers in uh Singatoka and in Suva they were um escaped um pretty well unscathed which was which was great Good to hear. So, uh, Steve, you know, you talk about the likes of Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, and also PNG. Would you uh, consider a Pacific team in the NRL? Um, to be honest, I, when I first started with this, I was I had questions around whether or not you know we uh, you know, we could sort of get to this point uh, participating in the um, you know in the lower leagues. I think, and then obviously PNG have sort of done what they've done in Queensland with the Hunters. Yeah, and they obviously won, won that competition three or four years ago, which was great. I think as this has gone on, and without getting too far ahead of ourselves, because there's a lot of economic recovery that needs to happen everywhere with COVID, but I, I do think that the um, particular, yeah, from a Fiji perspective, I think there's definitely a scope there for it down the track if we can do this well. There is, I believe, an opportunity for Fiji to potentially one day to have a silk tails in the NRL, but yeah, that's probably ten years down the track, but. <laughs> No, I do think that there's um, – I didn't think so at first, but I do think once things go back to normal, there is a, a real opportunity for that. Steve, you were, you were saying uh, Wes is the head coach. Um, I've been looking at his uh, oh, his social media gosh. posts, 
And uh, do you reckon he's going to put on a jersey next year? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the he, real question still, is... The he's real still question, got it, man. He's still got it. The real question is, does he own a shirt? <laughs> I mean, just in all honesty, I, I know it's uh, it's it's called the Burning West. It doesn't excuse walking around half naked, you know. Yeah, we don't appreciate it on this side of the um, world. So, Wes is he's almost become the um, the Dennis Rodman of uh, <laughs> his uh, body's taken shape. The the inks there, he's um, he's got himself a uh, not sure if it's a Harley, but. It, Something that closely God. resembles. It's, it's called a roadrunner. And then he decided to um, to bet on uh, New South Wales winning this Origin series <laughs> with all the Queensland supporters there, and told them if they'd lose, he'd dye his hair maroon. So that yeah, at one point there, that becoming Fiji's answer to Dennis Rodman when he rolled in to train <laughs> on his Harley and his purple hair and his big guns sticking out. But now where's his? Yeah, you know, in all seriousness, yeah, you know, Wes's commitment to the Fiji Bati in the past has been uh, unparalleled. You know, I think he's the the most capped um, Fiji Bati captain of all time. So I think he's captain Fiji on 14, 14 or fifteen occasions. Don't quote me on that, but it's definitely the most. Um, you know, of any of any other former player, and um, yeah, I think the part that needs to be said is that a lot of those times when he was representing that there weren't a lot of NRL players putting their hand up to play for Fiji at that point in time. But he's gone over there. He's he's been the coach, and he's implemented the strength and conditioning programs that I've helped write for them, and definitely been uh, participating in that as well. By uh, <laughs> as you can see in the photographs, and I don't I can't remember Wes looking this fit when he was playing. To be honest, yes. <laughs> must be vegan. And, we all, and the whole world knows about it too. I think just oh, just uh, Wes Nagama. Um, Where's underscore Nagama, and you'll get to see it firsthand. Well, um, look, enough about uh, Dennis Nagama. But um, so the, the the other question is: um, Is it true that you were a DJ back in the day? <laughs> oh, I knew this was coming. Hey, um, stop being modest, too. Come on. Oh man, I, I, was, I heard uh, you played for the Ibrahims and all that. In, <laughs> <laughs> <in the> cross. <laughs> oh God, God, I um. No, I, um, yeah, there was a period in my life. When I was <laughs> wow, man of many talents. Man Woo-hoo! of many talents. I knew it. Came from, a, came from an, a family that was blessed with singers and <laughs> musicians. And unfortunately, my only contribution was to play somebody else's music. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was your DJ name? Just... Uh, Steve Driscoll. <laughs> oh, this is a Hey, man. We'll put it up on our socials, your DJ name. Don't worry. Given there was the uh, disco Drisco was getting around there at one point. Wow. There was Stevie D. There was, Stevie but D. yeah, yeah. The best DJs always uh, just ran with their own names, so that was that was an easy solution for me. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, uh, what, what advice would you give um, you know young uh, Pacific Islander boys that are listening in in the Pacific that want to pursue an NRL career? Oh, look, I think um, if you train hard and you commit yourself you know to whatever uh you know to, to to rugby league or to rugby whatever it's gonna whatever sport you want to play that'll always put you on the right path sometimes you'll never um somebody else will make the decision for you in the end but nothing worse than being tapped on the shoulder because you haven't committed yourself so you know i've, I've always uh, sort of fell into the category when i was a player of someone that probably had to train a little bit harder than some of the better players in the team it was the only um sort of way that i could make myself into side so yeah, my advice there would be to 
train hard, eat well, do all the right things, listen to all the advice that, you know, your coaches give you, you know, right from when you start as a kid to, you know, if you're good enough to get into an NRL system or anything like that, my uh, advice would be to take as much information in as possible and, uh, and train hard. Well, uh, Steve Driscoll, a.k.a. Stevie D, a.k.a. <laughs> Disco Driscoll. Disco Driscoll. Thank you so much for um, tuning in with us yeah, and bro, having a you. chat with us. Thank you. Really appreciate no it. Really, uh, we really appreciate the work that you put into, um, you know, the young Fijians in Australia and in Fiji yeah. and for doing all these things for yeah. us, especially, you know, for me and Cav also, you know, because we played under your, under, yeah, uh, the your coaching. Sydney, uh, Australian Fijians. So, yeah, we really appreciate it, man. Nah, it's all good. And, guys, I'm, I'm really happy you guys are doing well. It's... Uh, I can't believe you've made it on the mainstream radio, but that's uh, <laughs> I, we all we never doubted you, mate. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thankful that I don't have to be there, be in there face to face, because God knows what you guys would make. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, thank you, thank you, Steve. You're a legend, Michael mate. Boys, thank you. All right, guys, that was the big boss of the Coviti Silk Tails, Steve Drisco. Catch them next year as they compete in the Ron Massey Cup. Top five. All right, guys, it's time for our favorite part of the Woo! show. Our top five. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Dance with me, Kev. Dance with me. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Move them right. hips. Move them hips. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, work out. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. All right. So I'm feeling good week, about this one. Yeah. So last week we had our worst sporting moments of 2020. Now, this week is the best sporting moments of 2020. That's the one. Take us to number five. Number five? Yeah, you chose this. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is uh, my mate who plays for Richmond Tigers. Uh, who, Nick other... Radnui? No, no, he plays for <laughs> West Coast Eagles. Uh, anyways, my mate, Dustin Martin. Yes, number five, Dustin Martin. Why? Why? All right, he's won his third premiership and also he's won his third Norm Smith medal as well. So that's like a Clive Churchill medal in the NRL. True. So that's like a big achievement. Yeah, that's and, pretty um, good, man. You know, and also it was the first AFL to be played outside of Victoria and also to be held at night. So that oh. was a big sporting uh, event that I thought was up there. Dustin Martin, congratulations, uh, Dangani. Yeah, all right. Woo. <laughs> so number four, the Aussie women's cricket team winning the World Cup against India. Yes, the Southern Stars, captained by Meg Lanning. That so was to- pretty good. That was pretty good for number four. I know it was. It was yeah. amazing. I would have chosen someone as something else. Like what? I'm not going to say. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, number three. <laughs> the St. Helens Grand Final win. Oh, that was... That deserved to be there. Yeah, I like course. that. I like that. What happened? What happened uh, on that? Th- so, on that yeah, it was a draw. And then uh, they kicked it. It was the last. They were going for a Hail Mary. I think uh, they were going for a drop goal. Yes. It hit the um, goal post. Didn't make it. Hit the goal post. Bounced in the in goal. And then their St. Helens player picked it up, scored the try, scored won the, the try. game. Boom! 
Boom! Without a crowd as well. Oh, man. Jacobson got his first career drop goal last season in the grand final. Oh, oh he's hit the post. Oh. The chasers are on. The oh, Premier is in It's Wellesby. Wellesby oh, might have got the try. He's got Jack it. Wellesby might have got the try. He has got that, Bill. The ball hit the post. That, that's fine for me. He's onside. Cue the celebrations from the St. Helens players. The most dramatic end to the most engaging game. I can't remember a game like this. And I've watched a lot of games of rugby league. The most engaging games. Jake Worldby. (laughs) Scored that try. Champagne rugby league. Jake Worldby's try that ran. Yeah, also that was um, hey, that was one of the best ways to win a grand final and one of the worst ways to lose it. Yeah, I know. Oh, Shout man. out to uh, Kevin Ngama. Yeah, winning uh, his second grand final. Second grand final. Back to back champion. It. Yeah, boy. Number two. Number two, the NRL coming back. Woo! Yeah, I know, right? Say it, do it again. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Nice one. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Big shout out to Mr. Peter Vlandis. Sir. Sir Peter Vlandis. Yeah, taking a risk. So we thought. NRL wasn't going to come back. We thought any sport wasn't going to come I back. I know, I know. So it was feeling like, you know. And it was one of the first sports to come back as well. So I think he, it was the first sport. He definitely took the risk around the world. Yeah. So, so big shout out to uh, Sir Peter. Yeah. Uh, and everybody else followed suit. And yeah, sport is finally back. And then look at us now. Yeah. Killing it. We're here. <laughs> yeah. Number one. And number one. Oh. Lakers winning championship for Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Woo! Oh, number 24. Man. Yeah, so uh, last week, our uh, number one disappointing moments for uh, 2020 was Kobe, Kobe obviously passing, passing away. away. And, and number uh, one is... To pay homage to him and his uh, daughter, the Lakers won the championship. Yep. And took it out by storm. Oh, man, they killed them. Killed the Miami Heat. Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was good, uh... Uh, that was our 20th hour. <laughs> yeah, Cav, yeah, good one. Yeah, hey, good one, Cav. Our 20th, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you played, yeah. Our Woo! 20th championship, you know, yeah, back yeah. in the day with me and uh, Cav, you know. Yeah, like you played. All right, sweet. Can you be more Pacific? With Rock and Cav on ABC Radio Australia. Oh my God. Can you be more Pacific with Rock and Cav? Talking all things sport across the Pacific. Still to come, our unique take of the week and Christmas beats to get you ready for Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yep. All right, in this unique take of the week, we talk about concussion and player welfare. There's news on the All Blacks captain, Sam Kane. Ooh. Uh, he's worried about his future health after some big head knocks. Yeah. And he's not alone there. Um, it's made headlines this year in uh, almost all sp- uh, sporting codes. Yeah. So, yep. Um, yeah, like the likes of uh, Australian cricketer Will uh, Pukowski yep. um, recently suffered his ninth concussion. Wow, at only 22. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So, you know. Concussion is a very big thing. I think uh, a lot of young players these days, they don't, like, they think they're invincible. I don't think um, they really understand the effects of uh, concussion to your long-term uh, health. I know for a fact that uh, some former NFL players, they've actually donated their brains after they, they and pass, NRL pass away. Yeah. Well. well, they donate their, their brains to be um, uh, examined. 
I, I think it's like a really big, big factor in sport. I know NFL, you're not allowed to tackle with your hel- helmet. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they used to before. They banned that. Yeah, which is stupid. Like, what kind of trainer te- or coach teaches you to use your head to tackle? Like, uh, you used to use your head, didn't you? Uh, no, I used my shoulders, actually. <laughs> Uh, right shoulders to be exact Rock's had a few uh, concussions back in his day His heyday uh, Yeah, I've had a few Yeah, have you had? Have you had? Yeah, and um, I'll tell you a quick story uh, You know, they ask you all these questions To see if you're alright So um, shout out to uh, Junior Rongida for knocking me out When we played against him with Sharks against West Tigers And uh, he, he accidentally knocked me out And I went to the sideline Their doctor So like I'm there, a bit dazed I still know, you know where I'm at and what day yeah. it was they ask you questions to see if you're okay. He goes, can you say all the months of the year backwards? And I'm like, oh, I can, but I probably can't do it right now. And then he's like, no, nah, no, nah, he's done. He's done. Oh, I swear. <laughs> so oh. I didn't play for the rest of the And look at you game. now. You're here. You're a radio jockey. Yeah. So, and no, I won't do all the months of the year backwards. Because, do it now. Do uh, it now. <clears throat> like I said, uh, probably not the time to. Do it now. Uh, okay. Do de- it now. December, November, October, August, September. December, January, February, <laughs> He's and May Get him out of here. <laughs> 30th of December, 29th of 2010. You're concussed. You clearly can't. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I click. So he went to the toilet before and he bumped his head into the toilet, uh, into the door. So, <laughs> yeah, we saw that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. See? You're concussed. You didn't even know. You didn't even know that you hit your head. Oh, wow. See? See, that, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's concussion, man. In all seriousness? Listen, yes, I did. You're 34 and you don't even you know where you're at. You better shut your mouth. I'm 34. I don't know how we got here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. Yeah, so, um, you know, that, that just goes to uh, show on the other side, the player welfare. Yes, that's right. Because it's take it's taken its toll throughout the years. Yeah, you know. You do you know, think? Wait. Do you think clubs uh, are looking after their players now? Like, they are after during their career. They they are taking responsibility for their player welfare yep. and for them to um, you know not play their players two weeks, you know at most yep. for them to recover. Yeah, um, I think it's a it's a great thing for clubs to do that. Yeah, but I th- yeah the the big. The big thing now is after yeah after the career is over you know that that care is um, not as much now. You know? I think there's um uh, what, what was it Steve Maddow? Well, after two hundred games, he was just told he was no longer wanted or required at the club. And uh, and he's another he's another one with a lot of um, concussions that he yeah that he went through so and they, injuries. Yeah, they sent him on his way, and um, I think the Manly were they. <sighs> They were kind of concerned on his well-being when he he stopped answering phone calls, and and messages and stuff. But then he released a statement. He goes, "Yeah, I've moved up north of Sydney, and he's doing well. He doesn't want to. I don't. I don't think he does want any parts of the game. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it's like a lot of um uh, former NRL players eh, or former rugby league players. They just want to get as far away from from the game as they can. I guess pure normal again. Uh, and then we also um you know add Benji Marshall. He's yes. been. He he's been told from the West Tigers that he's no longer wanted. I think the proper term is kicked out because he wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the way he was kicked out, he was like, yeah, no, nah, yeah. we don't need you anymore. But he's still got the fire, he says. Yeah, still got fire in him, and then. But uh, yeah, I understand that the Tigers are looking to move on. You know what I mean, and and look to the future. But at the same time, like I don't believe like the way 
they've told him to move on was was kind of right, especially when he's a legend and he brought like a cha- uh, a premiership to the club. Man, uh, I wonder where like. I think he's linked to uh, either move up to North Queensland Cowboys or is it St. Helens? He said he was going to go to St. Helens, but he rejected it because yeah. uh, he wants to stay in Hull. Uh, Hull. Hull, but uh, he wants to stay in Sydney. In Sydney, yeah. So it's not about the money. It's more about finishing his career off in the right way, Yeah, I and, guess. And speaking of NRL moves, yeah. um, Spencer Lenu rejected interest of rival clubs. Wow, to stay in the, uh, at the Panthers. Good on him for staying staying on board, even though yeah. other clubs want him. I think I think they got they're building a really good uh, culture over there at Penrith. Um, you know they they got a lot of young, especially like like young uh, Pacific Islander boys that are coming up in the system. I think the other thing is that they're all local boys, so I think he feels like you know that's a club like it's, it's his family club now. You know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was um, that's good to hear. It's good to. To see. Big news in the English Super League. Our boy, Brad Takairangi. Oh, wow. Oh, big, big move for him. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he's, Cook, Cook Island um, descent, Cook yeah, Island local. Yeah, he, he's represented Cook Islands and... Uh, him and his uh, sister. Yeah, and his, and his sister um, have represented New Zealand and uh, Cook Islands in the World Cup. So he signed a two-year deal with uh, Hull. That's big news for him. Sad news for Para. Para doesn't matter anyway, so... Yeah, very sad news for Para. <laughs> but uh, also, big news. So yeah. Storm is chasing Xavier Coates for 2022 season. Wow. That's very big news. PNG headhunters, oh, watch out. Oh, man. Like, if they could do that to, to cover uh, Adokar, bro, shut the gates. He is upcoming talent. I reckon he could be the next Greg Inglis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Actually? Huh? The Papua New Guinea Greg Inglis. Yeah. Huh? Talk but to he's going to make it, uh, a name of himself. Oh, obviously. So. He's already made a name of himself um, at the Origin. What about that try? Bro. In the, on, on the corner. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, uh, you know, big news for Storm. So, uh, Broncos <laughs> have picked up uh, forward John Asiata yes, from the Cowboys. Man, that. You know what? I don't know. No one gives him wow. enough rap. Oi. John he, he's a quiet achiever, he man. Is, no one gives him enough rap. The, I reckon John Asiata is one of the few guys that could play anywhere on the field. Anywhere. He's played for um, 5'8". And he covered Jonathan Thurston when he was injured. Exactly. And also, the Broncos are looking at signing Brandon Smith, the cheese Ooh. from Melbourne Storm. So, so the deal is, right, over at Melbourne, from what I heard, uh, you know, from my sources in the NRL, you know how it is. Us people in the former NRL grade. The, the, the Maori version of Cameron Smith, Brandon Smith. <laughs> uh, so Harry Grant will be the starting number nine there at Melbourne. But um, Brandon Smith, he wants to be the number nine. So there's not enough room there for two of the top hookers in the game. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, Brandon's going to look elsewhere which is unfortunate for Storms. But it's also a testament to the Storms, man. Like, you know what I mean? They, they take all these young players and groom them into big superstars. Now big look superstars. at them, you know what I mean? Brand- Brandon Smith is probably like one of the best hookers to come out. Of New from, Zealand. Um, New Zealand. Yep. Also at Melbourne Storms. Yeah, I think he's... he's and he's oh, such a character too, yeah. eh? He's in tra- I reckon he's in, in line to be as good as Isaac Luke. Oh, better. Oh, better. Way better. Yeah. He's already he's already up there. Yeah. 
The cheese. The, the cheese. cheese, as they call him. Cheese my star. <laughs> All-Stars Boxing, 12th of February, yeah. 2021. Yeah, so it's scheduled for 12th of February. Yes. So, Hopefully. Yeah. The proposed fight card uh, was announced. Sam Thiday versus Randy Matua. Yes. Justin Hodges and Sandal Earl. Oh, wow. Scott Prince and Todd Carney. Matt Bowen and Craig Gower. Wow, Craig Gower. Josh Where's pa- he been? Josh Papali'i versus Nelson Asafa Solomona. Oh, good luck. Justice Huni and Christian Tsui. Or Junior Polo and uh, an opponent to be announced. I want to ask you, which, uh, which matchup are you looking forward to? Uh, you know what's going to be interesting? <laughs> what? <laughs> Matt Bowen and Craig Gower. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Bowen, Craig because. Uh, I've never seen Matt Bowen have a have a fight or like even throw I think, a punch. I think the tallest person in the ring would be the ref. <laughs> hey, don't disrespect Matt Bowen like that. How dare you? I hope he he's this and punches you in the face. Right. There's another one here. Like he's just caught my eye. Justin Hodges and Sandor Earl. I mean, after what Justin Hodges went through last time, uh, I thought he retired after that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm looking forward to watching Sam Thayde versus Renny Matua. You know, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that'd be good. Sam Thayde, uh, <laughs> Sam Thayde is just going to rub his chest all over him. That's it. That's, oh, that's, that's, I, I that's hope Sam Thayde comes that's, out with his chest oiled. That's, that's <laughs> Renny Matua's kryptonite. I say, Sam Thayde is going to punch with his uh, chest out like this. <laughs> Rock's chest looks like a pigeon right now. <laughs> I'd love to see Sam Thayde with, uh, with his uh, curls. Josh Papali has got no chance against Nelson. You reckon? Yeah, no chance. Come on, man. I reckon Nelson's going to throw punches and, and Josh uh, Papali is just going to eat him. Yeah, and then <laughs> fall to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. Who would you want to see Junior Polo fight? You've seen him fight for the first time against um, Paul Gallen. Paul Gallen. And I thought it was amazing. And I, th- I think that should just didn't have the gas. Yeah, it should have been a draw. He didn't have the gas. It should have been a draw, but who do you think he should fight? Um, Junior Paulo. Ooh, oh, Matt Lodge. Easy. Really? Matt Lodge. He should fight Matt Lodge. I reckon he'd kill Matt Lodge. Okay. Mm. Who? Foy, foy, moi, moi. What? Foy, foy, moi, moi. Really? That'd be good. No way. Yeah. I reckon Junior Polo should fight. One word. Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, <laughs> different class, mate. Yeah. I didn't even bring his name up just for that reason. Woo. Different class, I mate. reckon he should fight him. Two no. Samoans going at it. Nah, He's you got, can't do that. Uh, I reckon he should fight him. Don't disrespect Sonny Bill like that. Shut up. All right. Junior Polo to fight Sonny Bill. Guys... If you want it to happen, hit us up on our socials. We want to hear it. Nah. We really want to hear it. Yeah, Joker, right now. But anyways, ABC Radio Australia, your home of rock and Cav. Now it's time for us to look back at the year that was 2020, and there is no doubt that our relationship with sport has been changed. As the pandemic really got into full swing, we saw almost everything close, including our beloved sport. Yeah. At first, we couldn't see anything, obviously, because the games were... They were just doing reruns of every um, sport. But uh, yeah, finally, the games started to come back slowly, slowly. No, uh, No crowds. Against the odds, we've managed to get live sports back, led by our hero, Peter Vlandy. Goat. Yeah, the... 
our knight in shining armor. Uh, he had a ambitious. He put he put an ambitious date for the return of rugby league, which was May twenty eight. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, were optimistic. Oh, but there were um, no crowds. So no crowds. That would have been so weird for you the, know, the yeah. players. You know what? Um, and the and the fans as well. How did you feel with no crowds? Oh yeah, it was pretty weird. Um, but like, and after a while, it became kind of. Normal, you know what? It, it, like you appreciate mm. sport a little bit more now, you know, when it's been taken away from you for so long. It felt like it was off season during the year. You know what I mean? And like when they brought it, yeah, it, was, it was it was a longer break. Yeah, and it wasn't just just rugby league, AFL, or rugby union. It was, it was everything was like NFL, basketball, all sports, all it was sports worldwide. Yeah, and that was crazy. Like I think everybody had a. a more more respect for for athletes in the game. It was a weird experience. Yeah, and then for Peter Vlandy to, you know, bring this I think a lot of people were calling him crazy and, and stupid or whatever or and silly for you know like, What else did they call him? Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> no, no, I think they were calling him crazy for, for bringing it back so early. And uh yeah, he managed to do it and you know the game was like really good to watch. Um, yeah, you don't yeah. know what you've got until it's gone. It's got we ask questions <laughs> and we answer questions. Come on. Oh, the man. The game's gone so. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good. Um, I really liked it. Uh, our producer, she really liked it. She went to her first uh, uh, rugby union match this year. And yeah, even though she didn't get uh, yeah, she, she didn't, didn't get the rules. Get at the start, she really appreciated the, um, the boys in shorts, so... <laughs> short shorts. It was a it was a great experience on uh, for both of us. Yeah, I do love short shorts. <laughs> Stop it. Was there anything that you liked about not having the crowds there? Yes. Oh yes. You know what? what? I did. Um, it was how professional the game is. So like both teams talking, the amount of communication that you know oh, yeah. people people like they don't realize how much the boys. Need to really communicate with each other. Yes, you need to get word around. It, it kind of gave the audience an insight of yeah. what, what players were were thinking or yeah. seeing. You know what I mean? And just like good. the communication skills and you know the level of the the, the game plans that they had throughout yeah. the game. So the, the other thing that <laughs> really stuck out for me was the creative skills of the people that were running the show, like uh, the cameras and that. Like there was no crowd, but somehow we thought like there was <laughs> they made noises. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> I was thinking at first, I was like, what the hell? Are they behind the cameras? But then they were like, later, they, were, no, they were adding uh, sound effects to it. Yes, it was good. Yeah. Like, it was kind of funny. It was very, uh, very professional on their behalf. Yeah, but it was good. To I, make it I feel enjoyed like, it. you know. I think there should be more games with my audience. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it, wasn't only, it wasn't only rugby league and rugby union. It was also boxing. I oh, like yes. Yeah, boxing. I, like, I actually like watching boxing with no crowds. Either fighter didn't have an advantage on each other, you know what I mean? Like they they both fought at a new like a neutral spot, and there was no crowds screaming their name, and then you could hear all the punches that were being landed. And Unless you're um, Danny Garcia's uh, father, <laughs> hard, and that was crazy. Like I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, you know, that was that was good. good. You could hear every punch. It was man, it felt like you were getting punched yourself. It was good, and uh, and also the NBA finals. That was really because um, the Lakers won. <laughs> but yeah, like even like because because the, the players were saying because normally how it works is that you have two or three games at each 
home ground. You know what I mean? But because it was at one place, nobody had a home ground. So everybody... No one had like, the advantage yeah, and, and with the crowd and everything. It was more yeah. tough. So it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, shout out to Lakers. Well, hopefully, like next year, we get more people at NRL games. Like I know, yeah. like the, the last couple of years, it's been dropping, like the attendance number. Hopefully, but. next year the the tickets will be cheaper. Oh, talk about it! My right. gosh, I mean, like if you want to have crowds and if you want to like build the game up, make your tickets affordable, like the AFL. Not only that, mate, make the meat pies and beers affordable oh, too. Oh my gosh, don't get me started. Oh, it's like you're going over there to buy a filet mignon. In your pie or something like that. Flaming Filet mignon. mignon. Oh, geez, it's like what that. we call... Uh... In bre- breakfast point? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I reckon next year just... Yeah, next year... Prices would be through the roof. No, no. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to next year maybe hopefully getting uh, more crowds in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the atmosphere, you can't beat the atmosphere of no, a footy no, game. No, 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 no. Yeah, like watching it like at home at the comfort of your own house is, 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 is good. But like being at the game and experiencing like the entertainment and everything that comes along with live fo- football is different. Just... Yeah, like that time I played in front of 40,000. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we're Origin talking about real athletes here. William Hoppawadi. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Alex McKinnon. <clears throat> but yeah, guys, we're looking forward to it. Can you be more Pacific with Rock and Cav? On ABC Radio Australia. So long. Farewell. Um, we'll be back next week. No, we are not going to leave. We are back next week. Yes, we just for the last show of 2020. We just want to say Merry Christmas. Hope everyone has stay blessed. A, uh, safe Christmas with family and friends. Yep. Hope you catch up with uh, your loved ones. Yep. And hope in- you eat in- the house down. Hope you all get fat and merry and. All that and and <laughs> just enjoy each other's company. Yeah, that's and it. Hope you get your presents that we look for. We we also want to give a shout out to our producer Renelle. Yes, um, she has given us presents and oh we, my we weren't expecting it. Cav, what did she give you? She got me a tennis racket and now I feel like Serena Williams. <laughs> <laughs> she got me a tennis racket. I feel like Vanessa Williams. Oh, Vanessa, <laughs> Venus, Venus Williams. Oh, uh, it's the Williams sisters. <laughs> Williams sisters. So we're gonna like just show it off out yeah. there and just like just put it for show. That's all because we can't play to save our life. So yeah. So, all right, guys. Merry you. Christmas. Thank, thank you, Renell. All right, we're at the end of the show. Yes. Um, unfortunately, look, particularly at this time of the year, yeah. uh, you know, m- most of us want to donate. Yeah, but with that we have to donate responsibly. Yeah, there's a campaign about this being run by the Emergency Action Alliance. Alliance. Yeah, that's the Emergency Action Alliance. Yeah, for more information, please visit donateresponsibly.org. That's donateresponsibly.org. Yes. Same time, same, same place, place next, next week. week. Yes, if you've missed the show or you want to listen to the magic again, it'll be replayed on Friday, 2 p.m. PNG time. Or you can find all our episodes on the Radio Australia website. Uh, Merry Christmas from us to you. Yep. Uh, from Can You Be More Pacific? So long, farewell. Goodbye, mother. See ya. Can You Be More Pacific? An ABC Sport production for ABC Radio Australia. This program has been funded by the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade.